Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Steve Gordon joins us, former All Black on the show. Steve Gordon, Scott Barrett's performance for you in a nutshell was what? Oh, that was superb. That was absolutely superb. Uh, exactly what you want, what you want from your from your fatties. Uh, he was mobile. He was running. He was tackling, and just his aggression at any of the uh, confrontation situations at contact. He was outstanding. And I think you know there's a great saying that. Um, Marty Holly used to really um, uh, propound uh, is low man wins. And Scotty Barrett, for a big unit, w- was getting low and, and just really smacking the, the Aussies around. And that's, you, know, you can't ask, ask, ask for more than that from your fatties. Yeah, and you mentioned the runs, the charges, the tackles, the rucks, but people also have to remember uh, pushing in scrums, lifting in lineouts, getting around the park. It, it's a tiring, tiring position, is like you, you don't get many time to switch off. His engine is—is is there such a thing as a V16? Because he, I reckon he's got one of those. Oh, mate, he's just well, whatever fuel he's burning is pretty good as well. And um, you know, there'd been a lot of comment around the Barretts. Um, you know, whatever they ate when they're growing up to give them <laughs> motors like that. We all should get some. You know, I, I, was, I was lucky enough to, to play with and play against his old man, uh, Smiley, and um, he had a huge motor. And um, the problem with Smiley was he probably done as much, as much damage to his own team as the opposition as well. But um, with, with, with Scott at the moment, he is just superb. To be able to keep that intensity for a full 80 minutes is outstanding. And uh, credit to him for the physical shape that he's got himself in. What happens with these locks now, do you think, Steve? Because I, I feel like it was Scott's Barrett, Scott Barrett's opportunity uh, with Sam White like just being rested for his Achilles, right thing to do, to say to the selectors yeah. and say to the coaches, I'm a bloody lock, I'm not a lock six. Um, well, he still is a lock six, but he's just put himself in the position where, and uh, on current form, he's our premier lock. Um, but he can play six as well, and, and what a great position to be in. That, that you know, to say that uh, I'm that good. I, I, I can be number one in perhaps my preferred uh, position, but you know damn well with the skills that I exhibit and I'm showing at the moment that I can play a good game at six as well. But he is our premier lock at the moment, and you know, you've got the two old dogs here in, in Gaza and um, White Lock, who internally they'll be hating that. Because uh, they they like being top dog, and that's why they've been world class for so many years. So, great position for the coaching staff to be in, where it's not about who you're going to put in, it's about who you're going to leave out. And so, uh, you just got to you know, again take your head off to Scotty Barrett for forcing the issue and saying, "Don't forget about me. I, I want to be number one, and I'm, I'm I'm showing you that I am number one." Do you think? Um, and I put in inverted commas the the coaches selectors would be inverted commas brave enough or willing enough to break up Retallick and Whitelock in a game of importance? Um, I, I think they will be. Um, when you get a guy, you can, you can have one-off games where you know the play runs your way 
and you have an outstanding game. And we see that all the time, you know, through multiple codes. But to to lay down three three performances in a row like that, that that is, is showing that you're uh, coming to an incredible vein of, of form. And I think any coach would want to exploit that for the benefit of the team. Hmm. So yes, and and you know if it, it did turn pear shape, but if a guy in that sort of form, it's unlikely to. But then you get the, the the contest. If fatigue uh, creeps in and and someone does start to fall off, you know that you've probably got you know three of the best five locks in the world uh, to choose from. So if you if you're um, supplementing a guy in of the last twenty, that's probably a little bit uh, annoyed that he's not in the starting fifteen. You know darn well he's he's going to um, lift to it. So I think it's a great scenario. And the you know the pairing the white lock. Um, has played a, a fair bit with Scott Barrett and Brody Retallick, like he, he's shown it doesn't matter who he plays with he's got to bring them along with him as well so no it's a great situation and I, I don't think they have to be too worried about uh, breaking up that combination because it, it, it's been you know toyed with for the last five six years anyway the, the, those three have, have been sort of the, the premier locks in the All Black squad. The interesting thing for me is whichever two start, the other ones on the bench is cover slash impact. Probably the best suited for impact is Scott Barrett as well. So you're saying he's our marquee lock, but he's probably best as an impact player off the bench too. Um, yeah, I don't like the term impact player. I think they all can contribute in, uh, in any part of the game. Um, you know, he... He's playing that well at the moment. He's got you got to be the impact at the start of the game to get you off to a good start. So, yeah, you shouldn't really be planning to having to you know try and win games in, in the in the in the last last few minutes. You know, he's a great mm. option with players fatigue and and I don't know what's got into Whitelock as well. You know, he was just superb in, in the um, the Super Rugby final. Uh, up in Hamilton, you know, he was one of the differences as well, along with Barrett as well. You know, th- those two um, really took it to the Chiefs' forwards, and they've just continued that vein of form and in, into the international season. So, yeah, I, I think e- either one of those. Gunsler, is he going to make an impact? Of course he is. If you mm. bring him on the last last twenty minutes, because he's going to be pretty frustrated he wasn't starting the game. So. <laughs> um, um, you're going to be a big angry man. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a fantastic position to, that uh, Jason Wright finds himself in to have, um, you know, as I said again, you know, three of the top five locks in the world in your squad. My show's only 10 minutes old, but I'm just glancing <clears throat> at the text machine and a lot of the listeners, uh, I'd say 90% of the texts are about, uh, how am I paraphrasing this? Our loose four trio was disrupted with Sam Kane being stood down, rightly so. Um, Dalton Papali'i, not up to it, not as good as Sam. We need another seven. Dalton Papali'i's game, Steve, what did you make of it? Oh, pretty pretty, pretty sound, really. Um, he's not Sam Kane. He plays a different game, and and that may upset a little bit. But, um, you know, Sammy Kane, how long was his apprenticeship, you know, sitting behind the, you know, the great Richard McCaw? Um, it, it was years. Mm. And then he, he evolved, and, and he's come up to that you know that premier level of being an All Black captain. He, Sam is an outstanding and an inspirational player, um, and any team he pl- he plays is going to benefit from it. Dalton, I thought he had a good game. You know, these things that he he doesn't do yet that Sam does instinctively, but that's that's why you you have guys in your squad, and you, when they get an opportunity, you've got to let them have a crack. Um, 
Dalton's a big, strapping, strong fella. He's got a great turn of pace. And um, sevens are a bit like like tens. You know, it, it takes a little time to learn learn the game and all the intricacies of it. I think he's going to get better and better every time you put him out there. Um, we're just fortunate in the fact that we have Sam Kane, who's you know, again one of the leading number sevens in world rugby and has been so for a number of years. And he's got to be good. So we just have to um, try and give him as many opportunities as we can. Uh, well, we've done the Lucy's, we've done the, the middle row. Let's have a quick scan at that front row. Can you quite? I can't quite believe how Tyrell Lomax and Ethan De Groot are two of the premier props in the world in next to no time. Yeah, just look at Ethan De Groot. He just looks like a man mountain now. Um, you know, he, he's a credit to himself, the amount of work he's done to get himself in, in that sort of condition. And um, Lomax has just toiled away and um, you know you could say his his scrummaging when he first came on the scene or, or you know he, he he did fail at times but mate now he doesn't fail and and I don't know if they've got a props you know it's a dark heart in that scrummaging and they have to work as a unit and I, I, I think you know they, they started last year with Summer Sony and, and you know, with it we've um, uh, put Cody Taylor back in there as well and doesn't matter who you put in there. Those three up front have got some real cohesion, and you can see them working together, talking together, where they're going to attack, their point of attack, and where they need to defend at scrum time. And they are doing it well. And I think with Jason Ryan and obviously the remnants of Mike Cronin's involvement as well, you know, they really enjoy it. And I think that's the key factor. When you get guys in your squad, that really enjoy the you know the, the necessary aspects of the game and scrummaging is a hugely necessary aspect. You're going to get massive improvement, and, that, and that's what happened has happened with those two in particular. You know they they enjoy that contest, the wrestle, the, the you know the working as a unit to dominate another unit, and and they've grown and they continue to grow into those roles. So yeah, it's great to see and. Um, I think with, with, with Jason Ryan there, obviously it gives them the encouragement and um, enthusiasm to, to keep progressing their game. So they've been up against uh, some pretty good scrums in the South Africans and the Argentinians, uh, Argentinians and they've dominated them you know, time and time again. So to, to, to how they've marched over you know, the, the incumbents with, with Darcy and Lalala has been, been quite incredible. And casting your eye over the Australian forward pack, Steve, from the weekend, I thought Rob Valentini was outstanding. I thought the prop uh, by the name, I think it's Angus Bell, I thought he was really good too. Uh, I think 38-7 maybe didn't give the Australians enough credit. I think they've got a, you know, a lot to work on, but they've got, they've got reasonably good players. What did you make of their forward effort in the weekend? They were really competitive, and um, you know, big uh, Wolves uh, skillful in there. Oh, he's a man mountain, and uh, I think they'll they'll learn how to use him better. Um, and Arnold, I think you probably may want to start him. He's got a good skill set. He's a genuine uh, lineout man that, that can put real pressure on on the All Black lineout. Um, yeah, their hooker had had his moments as well. I think they're, they're a pretty skilled forward pack, and they they're going to be better for the experience of having a rumble with the All Blacks. Um, they did put us under pressure for, for long periods of time and, and that continued pressure you know, at the start of each half really tested us, but we, we were up to it. But 
I don't think it's an absolute disaster for Aussie because um, it's, a pr it's a pretty new uh, group that has Eddie's assembled together um, amongst all his shenanigans and um, you know, uh, press baiting that he did before the game. He sort of had to lead a little bit of humble pie. But what he'll be enthused about is that there were times when they had, had the All Blacks under the pump and uh, probably through a lot of their own errors they, they were enabled to convert it into points. But just being able to put the All Blacks under that sort of pressure, he'll be looking at it and say, listen, lads, we had these guys on the rack at times. we just got to be better to convert and come away with a reward of points. So not all is lost. There's some really fine rugby players amongst that group. So I think it's going to be hopefully a more competitive match down in Dunno's this coming weekend. And, you know, if you, you kick the hell out of an Aussie and he's down, you know he's going to come out swinging. It's mm -hmm. just in their nature. They hate being down. They, you know, they, they, I think that's why we, we love playing against them. Is you know you're, you're always in for a decent scrap. And, um, yeah, they had their moments uh, um, last week, but this, 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 this coming week I'd expect them to be up for it again. Mm, brilliant. Steve, thanks heaps for always making time for us. Appreciate it. Hey, great to chat, guys, and thanks for having us on. Steve Gordon there, former all-black lock. Lines are open. 0800 150811. What did you make of the test match? A whole lot of texts about Dalton Papali'i, actually, saying um, that shows how good Sam Kane is when, uh, when he doesn't play. 0800 150811. Love to take your calls.